We're back after roughly, if I do the quick math, 47 games in, mm-hmm. about mm-hmm. a quarter of the season in, clo- getting close to a third of the season, but about a quarter, we'll say a quarter. We're back with your first place Minnesota Twins. Uh, can't say that we didn't tell tell you that this was going <laughs> to happen, but uh, you know we're uh, we're flying high. We're uh, doing great. This is a, about kind of that quarter season check in. But uh, I'm your co-host Woody here with Dave. And Dave, how are we feeling? Pretty yeah, good. There we Pretty go. Pretty good. Uh, you mentioned first place. I think we can, how many times should we mention that throughout the course of I think, this quarter check-in? Yeah, I think one per minute's probably good. Yeah, so yeah. first place, Minnesota Twins sitting with a record of 31 wins, 16 losses. We have currently won seven of the last ten ball games. We're on the road. We start in, I think, four minutes. Roughly, uh, yeah. Against the... Angels of wherever they call themselves from now. I think it's just Los Angeles. Somewhere near Los Angeles, yeah. But we're sitting with, not only are they first place in the AL Central, but I think even more important to discuss is in the power rankings that I've seen that ESPN puts together in conversations around baseball, when you start looking at metrics that start to determine who the best teams in baseball are. True. What team, other than the Minnesota Twins, is up there? I mean, this is one of the best teams in baseball, barring the Astros, Dodgers. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know. We're right there. We are literally, if not one of the best records in baseball, but just sifting through it, a lot of talk around this team about how many runs they're scoring and just that that kind of what we've got going right now is something that you and I both are enjoying quite, quite a great amount. Yeah, it's been it's been maybe the dream start to the season. I don't know if I could have thought it or drawn it up any other or any better than how we have. Just kind of recap where we're at with 47 games in, 31 wins, 16 losses, a 660 winning percentage. We're a half game back of the Astros for first place in Major League Baseball. Mm-hmm. Um, we are 15 and 8 at home. We're 16 and 8 away. Like we have a plus 76 run differential. I want to say we were until that Seattle weird three-run homer game by them, like first in home runs in baseball. Yes, I think we're like second or third mm-hmm. now. Um, but Which we'll get to later we, on. Oh, we definitely will. Two twenty-five. We might have set our number <laughs> too low. Uh, but just having a great season. Everyone na- uh, not named Michael Pineda is pitching really well for us. Mm-hmm. Uh, the bats are alive. We look to have. We have. We have a cycle. Yep, we have a, the only cycle. Polanco might have the only cycle might, in baseball. Might have to double check that later on. But uh, hitting well, we and the return of Miguel Sano just within the week, who single handedly won the game for us last night, arguably single handedly with a big home run in the oh, seventh. Huge. Which yes. I woke up in the middle of the night, turned it on, and actually caught that. Did you really? Oh, yeah, man, it, that... it was it was perfect. And I think the one thing I'd like to add to that litany of kind of where we're at right now is also a six game lead over the closest AL Central team being Cleveland's ball club, yes. who are 25 and 22. There's, again, a six-game gap right now between them and then the rest of the AL Central, which 
just looking way down there at 16 and 31, the exact inverse <laughs> of our record is the team that I actually, we can get to that more later on. Yeah. I really enjoy the Kansas City Royals, who, as we rub our hands, oh, yes. lick our chops, we yes, get to yes. play a lot more baseball against Cleveland, Chicago White Sox, Detroit Tigers, and that KC Royals club. So there, there, there it is. It, it's excellent. It's it, And on top of that, too, the only team that now, I think we both were like maybe a little bit misguided with our with our or maybe a little bit irrational with our fear of the the White Sox this year. But the Cleveland Indians, who we were kind of saying, hey, they might be kind of hanging around. They lose Corey Kluber. Yep. They lose Carrasco, mm-hmm. and R- Jose Ramirez and Francisco Lindor have not looked like they they're just carrying a bigger vote this year. The same players they were exactly. It's a different lineup, and that was I think in that first series we saw opening opening week where. We looked at their roster and they're kind of like, who are five through nine on this? Exactly. And I don't think that's improved much. Now, admittedly, haven't followed them too much, and they still have the pitching to carry them to that twenty-two, or excuse me, that twenty-five wins, twenty-two losses record. They still have they have four great starters. They're still allowed or going to have two, but they're not going to have two of the four, which was kind of what they were. We talked about this earlier uh, in the year what was going to carry them if they had a chance. And the fractured forearm, <laughs> which is the pitching arm for Corey Kluber, like, we might be talking about a guy who, career as we know it, over. Yep. He's going to pitch again. I'm not necessarily saying that. But mm-hmm. we don't know if this guy's going to come back and be as effective as he was. Wasn't, like, a, 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 you know, a hurler by any means. But it it's looking like it could be kind of a... a, a a division that we just run away with all of a sudden, it, which is which is a little mind-boggling for this Minnesota Twins team, and I, I don't think we were that to that point of optimism. I think there was a lot of conversations about, hey, we could possibly catch Cleveland. There was not the conversation that we are simply going to blow Cleveland directly yeah. out of the water, which is again where we've kind of ended up right now. Uh, with with regards to Kluber, it, it's it's one of those things that we don't either of us don't want to be, you know taking great reveling in the fact that no, we've lost one of the best not. pitchers in baseball. We are all the lesser as a result. Yes. But if you're the Minnesota Twins, it makes that path and that continued path uh, all the more reasonable. Or I mean, it, it makes it more possible. It, it's kind of another another thing to be like, hey, not only is this team playing great, yeah. but your nearest opposition is minus Dun, 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 dun. Exactly. Yeah, I think you, we definitely categorize the Kluber injury under injuries are a part of baseball, they're part of yes. sports. Yes, We'd never wish them on anybody, even if, you know, we hate the guy. And Kluber's like a likable guy. It's not like a, a situation. Trevor Bauer situation. There we go, exactly. Where it's like, hey, you know, maybe, you know, Karma came and was like, this is unfortunate because, like, you do want to see yourself against the best. You don't yeah. necessarily want to be all of a sudden mid-August where, you're like, we got to pretty much have to figure out, think of, do we need to sh- save arms and... That's a weird kind of place to be, I think. Um, although, to be fair, having not been there in a while, I'm not necessarily <laughs> going to be all that mad if mid-August we're worried about whether or not we need to rest players for six weeks before the playoffs. But, no, definitely, you definitely categorize that a way of uh, under the injuries happen part of baseball. You, you didn't want to see it. But, I mean, this path all of a sudden just opens up. You look at you know, the Royals and the Tigers. Not, neither team at 20 wins. Neither team looking like they're going anywhere. Uh, Miguel Cabrera just apparently just wants to get thrown out of every game. Mm-hmm. That's kind of his new mm-hmm. thing. Um, 
<laughs> Guardy is just kind of what do you? I mean, he's probably like I don't know what to do with with him. He he's the best player I've ever coached, or best player I've ever managed. Yep. Uh, it eh, this team is not great, but I'm clearly just here to like get us through these rough couple years where we rebuild the farm system. Uh, the White Sox couldn't eh, 21-25. Sample size is pretty good. They seem like at best a 500 team. Um, I think we're gonna have a couple random games throughout the year where. We might drop a few to them, and we're kind of scratching our heads. But overall, we, we get, what is it, you get four times 18, so you get roughly 62, 65 games against mm-hmm. the collective division. Mm-hmm. And that's seeming to be, I mean, if we can get 50 wins out of that. And a lot of those games are Man. yet to come. Yes. And it cannot underscore that enough because we, we've heard some Twins fans uh, or people just in random conversations being, yes, it's pretty easy to beat up on Baltimore. It's pretty easy to beat up on a Seattle Mariners baseball team that appears to have a lot of issues catching, fielding the most routine plays, not to mention the Angels as well as, I don't know if you saw Albert Pujols, uh, drop fly ball in the infield, hey, you know, hey. which I felt for Albert in that in that instance. But I mean, two thousand RBI. He's we, not. He's not a we glove. We beat the snot out of some pretty bad teams, but that's what you're supposed to do when you're a yes. good team. You don't ever have to give those wins back. It's it's looking very friendly for the Twins at present. Now, all those things, of course, as two lifelong Minnesota fans, we get a little bit apprehensive when we start saying, like, hey, everything's looking pretty good right now. Uh, But we both also know that injuries are going to happen and special things also can happen. So you can have, you can, you can approach that however you will. You know, we're, we know some guys are going to get hurt, but, you know, we also should take a moment and pause and be like, let's recognize and let's enjoy having a winning ball club yes and i think that's that's one of the things that at this particular moment i'd love to just call out to be uh cognizant of the fact that you can certainly kind of say oh this isn't gonna last forever and you can point to regression and statistics which is all fine and dandy this team is still winning games and every single game they win we can enjoy true so enjoy this minnesota twins fans we never know how long these things last or you never know if you're right at the start of something really special. Yeah, it, so. exactly. It we It's something we mentioned before, too, where it's like, it feels, and, and maybe this is me just doubling down on the great start, but this truly does feel more like 1985, 86, than it does like 1991, where it feels more like, hey, with with the the, the core we have and, and the veterans we're kind of adding and the management and everything kind of going that way. Not saying, you know, it's real early to predict, like, hey, we're 87, we're winning the World Series, we, we really have a dominant club. But mm-hmm. to say, you know, this feels like the start of something, maybe like a, similar to like an 2 although we didn't win anything in 2 so I kind of pick 85 in hopes that we have a couple, you know, trips to the World Series here coming shortly in the next few years. But it, it feels like we're starting something. This doesn't feel like we're kind of on the back end and kind of throttling down in one last run at it. Yep. Um, and, and speaking of the schedule, kind of looking ahead as we jump way ahead here, and probably too far ahead, to be fair, uh, the last two months, not even two months, from we play the Yankees July 22nd, 23rd, 24th. From that point on, we play, excluding Cleveland, who we don't really know, uh, one, two, three, series with teams with winning records yep like we finished strong with like three two series against kansas city three against detroit uh three against the white Sox. like somehow we're winning games against teams that we're getting out of the way too Mm -hmm. and i think that's something to be said as well and that for me was that astros 
series. Yeah, that yeah. Houston series where we won two of three or three of three of four, three of four. Yeah, against again what others are holding up in all, all a lot of, t- I mean great pitching yeah. with Houston, great lineup, and I think they're the consensus number one ball club in baseball record wise, power rankings wise. Yep. But we won that series, and that that just that's what I keep kind of like pointing back at and being like that's a series. Just as much as the Baltimore series, mm-hmm. multiple, we don't have to give back. And yep. this like this team can do that. It can do that on a nightly basis against anyone. Yeah, it's 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 about winning the games you're supposed to win. Yep. And then competing and being in those games that you know, hey, the Houston series is exactly going back to that of we were in those games, other than the one loss, but like we were in them. And yeah. it's like I yeah. think you, anything can happen as long as you stay in the game. And that's exactly kind of what we did and hung around in three out of four. And that's and that gets us to you. And I, I, I just kind of is there anything else you'd like to throw out there? I mean, with, with no, just yeah. where we're at? Because I think we can start diving into some certain portions for about, sure. Wow. Look, look again, quarter of the season through, yeah. we're in every single game because this yeah. lineup can mash. How many home runs are we at right now? 88, 88? Did I see? 88 or 80? It was to know 89. I think we're at 88. Okay. Uh, but they're winning with a rotation that, if we'd like to, just to go through that for one <laughs> second, is in terms of <laughs> starts made. I want I want to pull up pitching here just just to find this and to revel in the fact that a 31 and 16 first place Minnesota Twins is getting starts from the following: Barrios. Hey. Which ten starts through this this section so far he is six and two. Martin Perez, who has apparently become lights out, unhittable uh-huh. by adding one pitch to his repertoire, oh, is with a six and one record. And I will full caveat like records, wins and losses. I understand completely aren't the best like any barometer, but I mean these are it's that hey keep us in the game our bats will get wins exactly. for you exactly and you're going to be able to take that hopefully in some kind of contract negotiation that doesn't hurt <laughs> harm the twins and be like hey i won six games in the first two months of the year yeah see that money full lads uh jake odorizzi with 10 appearances also six and two oh, by the way perez has seven games started and he's six and one so fi- factoring a decision in each one which also means these guys are throwing some innings yes. is what that comes yes. out of as well uh Kyle Gibson, my guy, Gibby is uh, nine starts with four and two. I mean, yep. He's thrown fifty innings, sixty-one for Barrios, fifty-three for Perez, fifty-three for Odorizzi, five and a third for Gibson. And the guy on the mound tonight, Pineda, is giving you forty-seven innings through through the season so far. So it's sure. just, I, I am, I am reveling in the fact that this pitching rotation. That if, if you what we started out with and just been like here's who here's who your guys are gonna be, they've they've helped get us to this, and I, I think that's just something I'd, I'd like to do a little tip of the cap to the Minnesota Twins starting rotation right now to be putting us in this situation to be one of the best teams in baseball, and yeah. that yeah. should not be forgotten about, and I For really sure. think and and on top of that is this is this bullpen. Who we've we've sure. seen some guys go down. Hildenberger is no longer with the with the big league club, mm-hmm. and that might be a result of over usage. But he also was important to that early success. Like it's just I, I just want us to take a moment to think about the pitching staff that's also allowed us to be here. Yeah. Now we can go back and forth about whether we think that gives <laughs> us the best uh, options on down the line, but they've gotten us here to this point, and much respect for that. Yeah, I think there's a there's a sense of like 
gamesmanship in these guys. It's not about going out there and I'm going to go try to max Scherzer this and throw a gem, right? There's a, you know what, I think we're going to get a couple runs here. I don't need to make a perfect pitch there. Uh, I think Gibson's a great example of that, of you look at the stat line and you're like, I don't know, it seems like a guy that's probably got helped out by his team, which is probably true, right? 4-2, uh, 4.47 ERA in nine starts, uh, has thrown 50 innings. Um, it It's kind of one of those deals where you're like, okay, maybe like it's there, but you feel like whenever each guy is on the mound, like we have a chance. It's not like when we went out there and we're throwing out the Scott Bakers and the Nick Blackburns of the world, and you're like, uh, I mean, maybe. Like, I must have been deluded because at that time I thought we always had a chance with those guys. <laughs> <laughs> just completely beating the guardy drum. <laughs> there, there were times where you're like, okay. But then you get to the playoffs and you're like, we're throwing Scott <laughs> effing Baker? Oh, my God. Like, it's. I think that was more of the issue. I think when it's like June 14th and, and we're – 31 and 26 and you're like hey we're five games above 500 yep. you feel a little different and then all of a sudden when mark texera bombs you for 414 and over <laughs> the right field fence like ah moonshot scott living up yeah, to the name we're man. Back. yeah <laughs> but you, you feel like these guys are exactly they're, they're factoring into decisions um which is which is huge uh you have guys that era wise in the top three which i think everyone gibson's perfect role i've always said is he's not a two he's a really good four and that's exactly where he had to pencil him in now. Uh, you would get uh, Barrios has a 3.39 ERA. Probably a little high for an ace, but he also has 63 innings pitched. Mm-hmm. Um, you have uh, Perez, who's 2.89. Odorizzi, 2.38. Like, not again saying that these are everything, but if you look at kind of the stats as a, as a big picture and kind of everything, this is kind of what makes up those teams that are in the 95 to 100 win kind of at the end of the season kind of area. And and to build off of that, we've also seen career the the strikeouts are there as well. I mean, mm-hmm. these guys that top of the rotation, uh, even including Pineda into the conversation, all of them per nine are averaging eight nine eight eight nine strikeouts per nine. So I mean, yeah. they're, they're they're getting guys out. They've got apparently that ability now too and, and they've relied upon that at certain stretches in some games too and mm-hmm. we've, we've gotten big outs they've lasted a little bit longer they've allowed us to to get by with this uh bullpen that that is a little more suspect than that or yeah. you know that's allowed us to be in positions to win ball games even if yes bullpen aside like the rotation the, the what they've done has allowed us to win games yeah it's kept us in it and knowing that hey we're up 4-1 right now. Like, let's not go and make this game 5-4. Like, let's 4-2, 4-3, we'll live. And I think that's kind of the, the there's that, hey, we're going to get after him. We're still going to pitch. And honestly, like, with Perez, Odorizzi, and, and Barrios, like, you're feeling like they're going after guys and it's great. But uh, Pineda's still 3-3, three and three, even though he's a 5.5 ERA and yeah. is probably <laughs> currently getting shelled right now by Mike Trout. But <laughs> Don't worry, it's still 0-0. Zero, zero. Hey, we're good, we're good. That we're good. For the uh, first two frames. Um, but no, yeah, and then you look at the, the bullpen, who we've kind of just stuck to the four guys here, of it's, May, Rogers, Harper, Parker, mm-hmm, and it's mm-hmm. it's worked. And that, that let's just... I would like to posit one thing as we, we talked about before we started the pod, like what's your one big thing that you're very excited about mm-hmm. or that that you've been loving and maybe one concern. I would say my the one thing that I've loved about this team is Taylor freaking right? Rogers. Yeah. Who's been the rock of this team from the first game. Yeah. Was the first game that he came in and got the 
the final outs. Yes. And and since then, I mean, we've had this. We are not going to be operating with a set closer yep. approach. Yep. It's it's kind of Parker Rogers, but man, Taylor Rogers. Even last night, where he gave up a game tying run, comes back after Sano gets the bomb, gets the next inning. Yep. Looks dominant. Uh, Owatani does get hurt in that, um, but he to me has been probably one of the most valuable players if not the most valuable player on this team. And I'm just looking at War, uh, just wins over replacement. He's he's down in that, but I, I just think if you're if you're looking outside of metrics, I feel that if there's one guy they feel confident in on the on the pitching side, it's been in those big inning moments, Taylor Rogers has risen to the occasion multiple times and just want to again recognize that and say Taylor Rogers, thank you for that so far he's kept us in a lot of these games and he is what i would posit as kind of being like i, n- I didn't think taylor rogers would have this role on this club and it's been a big one yeah and no yeah taylor it, it's he's kind of been um you know we've always kind of saw this coming a little bit of like man if he could really just like hone it in and figure it out this guy's got the stuff he's got the delivery that kind of keeps you off a little bit there's a lot to like about him. It was just always I felt like you know we're a 70, 80 win team. It's like eh, you, you don't get a lot. You don't get a lot of like notoriety. Am when, I too concerned about yeah. the bullpen for this club? <laughs> no, exactly. We're kind of more worried about why is our all star center fielder batting one seventy two? And it's like there's yep. things that get yep. noticed before that, and then it's when this happens you're like why is this all of a sudden so different? After you get to the initial like oh batting averages are up, home runs are up. It's like hey, our bullpen's kind of kind of like figure it out it, yeah. it reminds me a lot of uh andrew miller a little bit in terms of that lefty kind of lankier guy that um mm. can go over an inning maybe two if we need to although i don't know if we're necessarily doing that this early in the year um you know we're not trying to win games that desperately where you start putting yourself in position for like injury concerns but it it kind of that same kind of feel of he's not really a closer but he's your best pitcher and I feel like there's going to be times with kind of a more of a Cleveland Indians approach, stealing a couple of the guys from front office wise of with, and again, having Rocco Baldelli there of like, here's a guy who's proven, Hey, you know, playoffs come around. I've started a reliever before. And Rogers kind of feels like, Hey, maybe he goes through the first six, seven batters of a game in game two and just throws them way off. And again, thinking way down the road here, but (laughs) (laughs) assuming, assuming we're there, which, you know, everything's trending in the right direction, but it, he's a guy that all of a sudden I feel like, yeah, like that's the perfect thing we're setting him up for. It's great. And just looking briefly, looking at Rodgers from the last, he's had some four solid years with the Twins yeah. now where he's thrown in every in the three previous years over 50 innings pitched. And he has got some great numbers here. And again, this year, off the charts with that strikeout per nine, he's got. 12.2 strikeouts per nine innings mm-hmm. and highest total was the previous season where he was 9.9. I mean, the guy, I just, when he has come out onto the mound last night, when he came back out after surrendering the single run, yep. it was like, great, we got Rogers. Now when Parker gets up there, I was kind of like, oh God, like, okay, starting you in fantasy <laughs> baseball, but also a little more apprehensive if you can hold the tail end of the Angels lineup <laughs> and like please get out of here so we don't have to see Mike Trout come up yes. to you, against you with bases loaded as happened earlier in our last uh, Angels series uh, so that that bullpen and the starting rotation while I think a lot of people will jump on that 
and say like, "Ooh, that's my concern. We got to get some help in there." I would actually posit that you got to win games with pitching. That, yep. That's that's baseball. Yep. And we won games, and our pitching staff should be recognized for the role they've played yes. in that. Yes. Agreed. And uh, as soon as you sign Craig Kimball after the draft, <laughs> uh, we'll, be, we'll be all set. But... So you're, we're waiting after the draft. Is that the So rumor has it. Two rumors I'm hearing. Okay, One, great. Not, good, not good. necessarily twins related here, but more in a weird way. One, Boston's waiting until after the draft because uh, something with luxury tax where if they sign them at a certain point, you don't have to pay the lo- And they're like at a repeater just up the ass in luxury tax. So like, yeah. I think a dollar is $3 for him. So he's asking, and they're willing to pay him, you know, fourteen, fifteen million, but it would cost him like forty million to do that. So they're like, let's just wait. We don't really need you the first half of the year. You just hang out. You come join us for the the stretch run here, and we're back, and we'll pay you the prorated amount. Okay. Also, hearing other teams that have talked to him are saying, if you got draft pick compensation attached to you, if we sign you before the draft, we then have to surrender a pick in this year's draft to Boston. We don't want to do that. So both and and. I think Kimbrough's just cool. Like, hey, I just won a World Series. I've thrown a lot of innings the last six, seven years. Over a lot of teams, been traded twice. I think. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm cool to sitting out the first half of the year. I don't need to do all this stuff. So that's why him and Keiko in the same boat with the Astros, where it's the same deal. Keiko has had offers in like the 15, 16 million range. He wants 20. Okay. And there's teams that say we'll pay you 20 or the prorated amount for a year or two, but not till after the draft again. Same deal. Okay. He's a guy that Pineda's. Pretty much like trying to like let Keiko come join the Twins yeah. and audition for that fifth spot. Like he's really like, no, oh, hey, you know, I got paid my eight million. Like I'm cool. If you want to come in and take this spot, I'm fine with that. Like it, it seems like he's leaving the door open. But the two kind of names that are kind of floating around and everyone's like, why are these guys not signed? It's just weird draft rules because their draft happens in the middle of their season. Okay, and that yeah. that's great because I hadn't heard that at all yet, and it was kind of starting up. This might be jumping down just a little bit, but. The idea of there's some changes coming to the trade deadline, but also in this, I, I've got to give credit where credit is due. I heard this conversation elsewhere about why wait to pick up somebody to make your ball club better? Why wait until July? Why wait until mm-hmm. that that trade deadline? Yep. Especially when we're talking relief help, if there's like, hey, there's some arms available, and you're like, the Mar- Marlins are got... Pitching is actually not terrible for the Marlins, but yeah. everything else is pretty bad yeah, you know, yeah. for that <laughs> club. But uh, so, what if you're gonna say like, hey, if we can get a guy that's a little more, a little cheaper right now, mm-hmm. in, and I understand maybe not May, but early June, mid June, think in June rather than July, yeah, and say you don't, there's not the pressure of like last minute desperate kind of here we desperately need something, we'll give you whatever. Like why not? We're the Twins right now. We know we need some. Some bullpen arms, we need maybe a chance to upgrade. And it, maybe it's not so much we need this, but there's a chance to upgrade yes. this at this specific moment. We can always come back to where we're at now, right? If it doesn't work or injury happens, like, we're, we are where we are right now. Like, we have the guys. Like, that's a pretty like, obvious kind of statement. You add a guy, I don't know how that takes away from you. Like, it, to me, it's the same kind of, kind of the double down on that point of, like, like make yourself better now. Get the wins now that you might have lost out to yeah. if you weren't better now. And it, it should, in theory, only add to kind of the win total at the end of the year. Yeah. It, like, it, if you can get four wins now and be at 102 wins versus 98 wins, that might be the difference of, of a home, home field advantage. And that, that's how tight these things are yeah. once you get down to it. Yeah. And, and we're, I mean, 
I don't know if it's four wins, but even if it's like one win, and just to make your ball club better. Now mm-hmm. we don't know the ins and outs of what what's going on in in that clubhouse, yeah. and who knows? I mean, these 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 individuals are professionals. I don't know how much that messes with how how a team does. I'm I'm certain there's aspects to that. Mm-hmm. But again, if you're thinking from a front office perspective of there are X number of bullpen arms, maybe another lefty out there too, that would make us a better club, give us more options for my manager. Why not do it now to give yourselves that that additional support through the course of a long, long season? Exactly. It's it's like trading for Verlander at the trade deadline. Why not have? And it wasn't even the trade deadline. It was that like was that part post, of that August one. Yeah, August yeah, yeah. one was like the waiver. Don't you want that like whole another month of earlier? Yeah, as right? he was just <laughs> denied a no hitter in the seventh here against the White Sox. Speaking of Astros, Dominion. Yeah, yeah. Oh no, that's fair. But uh, anything last with the pitching before we jump into maybe some of the shock most shocking? Yeah. Uh, parts nope. Of the scene? Nope. Uh, just hope Barrios can find himself. I think he pitches tomorrow. He's had a couple rough outings. Just would like to yep. keep an eye on that. Um, would love to see him bounce back because it would be great to have that lockdown number one starter in any series. So that's that's our guy, J.O. Yeah, I think um, he's, it seems like, yeah, kind of final thoughts on, on Barrios where it's like last year's all-star, he ended up being like 11 and 12 or something. Now again, wins, loss, yep, I'm, I've pretty relevant. I've got 2018 pulled up right here. Yep. I mean, I'm taking a look at it, wins above, above replacements for pitching mm-hmm. staff. It was Barrios and Gibson had two great years, both threw 192 in yep. a third inning, and then Rodgers was right behind them too. Yeah. So I mean, th- those those three guys were big last year. I think even more so, Barrios, Rogers mm-hmm. might be a little bit further up that. And if you continue to get what you're getting out of Martin Perez, like Jeez. ride it, ride yes. it, yes, and Odorizzi, yes, like big ups. So again, oh, Odorizzi, Rogers, Parker, keep doing your thing. Yep. Hopefully that splitter keeps working. Uh, and then yeah. Perez, Barrios, just I mean they they've played a role in getting us here and yes. keeping us here. So the stats say that Barrios, Perez, Odorizzi. Starting three, and then Rogers, Harper, Parker, and your bullpen are all there in terms of like they look very similar yeah. to some of those great the Cubs, Astros, the the Royals, the Red Sox, stat wise. Mm-hmm. You, you you blank out the names, mm-hmm. and statistically they look exactly like the same guys. Yeah. So in theory we have them. Now the only thing that again we kind of why I think both of us would agree and most people in in baseball agree the Astros are ahead of us. They've been there before. Yes. And that's, like, the only thing that we haven't done. We haven't even, like, really, we've played that one play-in game, but we haven't really sniffed the playoffs. Yeah. Um, but when we do get to the playoffs, uh, hopefully Jason Castro is still hitting home runs like at a, at a record <laughs> clip because apparently. Hopefully the, the greatest offensive juggernaut from the catcher position is oh, still man. rocking and rolling with the three-headed monster of the turtle, La Tortuga, <laughs> the resurgent Castro, and hopefully he's healthy. Hopefully he's back soon. Mitch Garver, who yes. was putting together one of the oh, man. best offensive productions for a part-time catcher ever. Uh, shades of 2009 Joe Maurer? Oh, like, it's, like, and he's playing a, a, a third, if not a half, of the games at the position. He has uh, 91 plate appearances in 25 games this year. Has four doubles, a triple. Uh, nine home runs, 19 RBI. 11 walks, batting 329, 418 uh, on base percentage. Like, dude is getting after it. And again, it's kind of sometimes when you have the, 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 the skewed stats a little bit, you don't know how it's going to perfectly project out. But, like, in like unison with 
Ostil, and Castro. Like, yeah. we, I don't know of a better catching situation in pro baseball. I, I, I don't know. It, it, it's it's kind of one of those things of bold, well, maybe, I don't know if this is the first one of this, ep- this pod, but bold statement here. This might be one of the greatest catching, like, situations of all time. Like, it, take out those elite years from those Hall of Famers that did some crazy slash lines of Mike Piazza, like, prime year when he blasted, like, 45 home runs. I, I'm, I'm not saying that. But, like, in terms of who was Piazza's backup that year, I don't think he was... Like Jason Castro, I'm trying to find like breakdown of uh, by position productions, like offensive production by position. Sure, because Garver has has been in some of these games where they're just like, we got to get this guy's bat in the lineup. Yeah, and there's been some funky early on where you've had three technically catchers playing at the same time, two yeah. of them in the field. <laughs> La Tortuga playing at third, playing at first yep. with Harper, or excuse me, with uh, with Castro catching and Garver DHing. Yep. So I mean it, but it's it's just to have those three to have so much production from from that spot where you've got these guys on your roster. Where typically that's a roster spot. Who did we have last year and the year before? You know Bobby Wilson, <laughs> who's you know just yeah. up there just being like just swing, buddy. We don't care. Like, who's, who's the guy we traded for Aaron Hicks in one of the John Murphy Ryan Ryan. Murphy? Yeah. Yep. Ex- exactly. Yeah. Guy with three first names. Yep. Can't trust a guy with two. What are we no, supposed to do with the guy with no. three? So I, that's that's been one of those that it's just a great great problem mm-hmm. or just a great situation to have on your hands. And this was before we were completely healthy all the way through with Sano coming back. Yes. And I think we can get into a little bit more. Right now we're missing. We're missing one of that three-headed monster, with, and La Tortuga's not quite back to what we saw early on in the season. But you're you're missing Garver on the DL right now, so that means it's kind of back down to Astadio, breaking Castro, and waiting until Garver can get back while we also brought in Sano. But they're also missing Cruz's bat from the lineup. But Yes, it's... We're kind of, yeah, the Cruz thing is, is something that we can kind of touch on here, finish up with the catchers, where we're kind of, in, in relation to Cruz, kind of trying to figure out who's this DH when Cruz isn't here. Cruz has been in, in his 144-point appearances. Exactly kind of what yeah. we thought. Yep. Batting 270, has yep. seven home runs right now, 22 RBI. Um, some clutch, like, non-home run hits Just in a couple games, too. Yep. Like, need a single? Got you a single. Yep. Like, yep. Just which, professional yeah, hitter. Exactly. And it's a great point thing to have. So we've kind of tried to figure out what do we do with uh, Garver going down now. Ostadio's playing a little bit more in the field. Castro <laughs> behind the, the the plate a little bit more, but Ostadio was playing first last yeah, night. Right? Didn't yeah. look particularly graceful in that role. It's like he didn't. He doesn't stretch at all. He just kind of like takes like a half step out. Yeah. It's it. You know. It. Hey. But but he made a couple plays too. So he, he looks the part. Yep. I like to think of uh, another first baseman on a team we are familiar <laughs> with that, that happens to play only once a week on Monday nights. Uh, their first baseman, kind of the same mold. Kind of, you know, it's like, hey, we can't. Who, just as another aside, had a great, great couple first innings and then all of a sudden disappeared from first base. Well, you know, in fairness, you know, it. it, it we're an unselfish club, exactly. too. We should, I want to give keep people mind. other yeah. opportunities. Yeah. I feel like, you know, we're early in the season. Yeah. Uh, you know, hey, let's 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 make sure we got guys, you know, in, in positions that we can get some reps for maybe yeah. maybe injury bug bites again. Exactly. We've known that to happen. Just plenty. just like the big club, the other clubs in the state that are yes. operating again, playing just on Monday nights at Rice and Arlington. Yeah. If anybody's interested <laughs> in seeing some elite level 
mediocrity. Yeah, preferably when we're on field too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fences are a little shorter. Yeah. yeah, but that idea of uh, there's some depth. They've been able to solve those problems too. Yes. Like Garver goes down. It's rough. Um, you, you're able to still have some pretty <laughs> by the metrics so far in the, in the production so far. I mean, like, all right, shoot, we got to play Castro a little bit more. Yeah. Let's see if we can hit another, <laughs> get that 10, 9th home yeah. run. You know, what exactly. do we say? He's at seven home runs right now? Seven, which I don't know if he has a season that he's ever hit seven. I was just going to pull up his lifetime stats. Dude's like a two. Seven home runs, 17 RBI, 11 walks yeah. as well. He's only struck out 18 times in 77 plate appearances. It's uh, batting 246. This is a dude that's a career, like, 212 hitter. 18 home runs in his all-star season in uh, campaign 2013 okay, with the so Astros. Okay, so he has had a season where he... But, like, the last, like, four years, I feel like he's just not been no. a guy to put the ball over it, the in, fence. In very much banged up last year, mm-hmm. so... Yep. Last come year back pretty it. strong, and I think he changed a couple things to his game, Might too. Be. He's Dear lost a little bit of weight. Yeah. Lost a little bit of weight or added it to the lower body, and it's... Conversation about, is the ball juiced? Yes. Swings are a little <laughs> bit different. Yes. We're benefiting from it. Everybody's playing on that hey. same level, so if you want to complain about the balls being juiced, it's it's a fair and equal opportunity like, here. These have been the twins shots are too. like it, it, yes. it, it'd be one thing if it was like I I am like in terms of maybe irrational things to be concerned about that like Jason Cash was gonna get popped for PEDs. Like <laughs> it, there's some of these shots where I'm like, oh my god, that was like was that Sano swinging the bat? Like Jason nope. Castro? Jason Castro. Like, there's the thing where uh in the strike shortened season, I believe it was uh third baseman for the, the Diamondbacks, who was on the Giants at the time, uh, was just the manager of the Nationals. Matt Williams. Matt Williams. Yeah. Was on pace to break... Uh, 94. The, yep. Yeah, was on yep. pace to break yep. the, the home run record. Not to mention the best team in baseball. True. Expos. Oh, Same man. season. Yeah. We really missed out on that one. Yeah. Um, and then the season gets cut, cut short, and he's like... But like, he was like saying, he's like, listen, I, you look back and the home runs, like, the home runs were in total number trending that way, but these things are like 328. 341, 316, but short. Like, uh, we go to Boston, I poke one right, hits the foul pole in right field, but like 10 feet, like only 10 feet high. Like, I was just hitting the ball and it happened to be lucky. It wasn't like a, this thing probably wasn't going to hold up for 162 games. Like, if that was happening to Castro, it's like, okay, cool. He's just putting good contact in the ball. Yeah. But some of these things are like, ooh, that's in, that's in the, that is in like the, the upper deck. Well, we've seen Man. Jonathan Scope. Hits oh. long balls and prone as well. Man. Just oh. like holy crap, which brings us to a perfect point just to run through the top ten Minnesota Twins with home runs. There you go. And this is mostly because number ten on this list is the greatest player of all time to ever step on a baseball field. Number th- number one leading the club, Rosario's got thirteen. Yes. CJ right on the heel. CJ Crone who. Also played some really damn good defense yeah. too. Yeah, yeah. Uh, twelve for CJ and Eddie. By the way, has thirty-five RBI already through forty-five <laughs> games played. Crone uh, twelve, Kepler in that leadoff weird spot nine, Garver on the DL comeback soon nine, Scope eight, Polanco who's having MVP esque season has eight home runs, Castro with seven, mm-hmm. Nelson Cruz one of the best. Hitter some baseball yeah. over the last half decade. Yeah. Seven. Marwin Gonzalez with four. And your guy, my guy, Byron with four. Not to mention Adrianza with three and the tur- the La Tortuga two. Yeah. Or three. Uh, two for two. La Tortuga yes. and then 
two quick bombs from Snow in the five games he's been back. Five games, twenty-three so, point appearances. They're, it's, they're, uh, that's this roster that's knocking the ball everywhere. Buxton leads the league in doubles. Is he? Where is he at in stolen bases? Nine. Okay. Been thrown out twice since then. I think he okay. has uh, eleven attempts in nine steals. Okay. If I if my uh, baseball reference might just be behind on that, so that's fair. Um, Maybe yeah, eight, 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 eight of ten. Yeah, okay. It's the power's there, and this is something we mentioned previously on a previous pod of two twenty-five, well inside now. Yep. Um, we're at eighty-eight through a little over a quarter in. Even if you triple eighty-eight, we're at two fifty something. So on pace for that to happen, and just to obliterate that record. And again, not like. It's not like Cruz has like sixteen right now and it is no. carrying it's, there's no Yelich on this team. Yeah, exactly. And it's 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 kind of like now I'll I'll take Christian Yelich on just about any team. I'm not yeah. saying that, but <laughs> it's kinda nice that to the whole team is performing this well because it's not like we're just relying on like one or two guys. I think some of those, you know, mid to late two thousands twins teams where it's like, well if Mauro Moreno don't have it, like Kadir can't carry this team. And, and this team kind of feels like, well, if Scope and Crone yeah. don't have it today, yeah. we still got Polanco, Rosario, Buxton, Kepler Castro, like, and I'm again leaving out Cruz for most of this because just because he's hurt right now, uh, it, and yeah, they're not like the the sexiest names ever, but the seasons they're having where it's like, hey, every this feels like a team effort, and definitely offensively yeah. being led by, I guess as I look at this now, the only guy batting other than Garver above three hundred, in, uh, Jorge Polanco, where team contribution, team baseball. Again, feels a lot like 85. I would say even a little bit like kind of like 0102 right now, where it's like mm. we don't really have a weak spot, but not to say that necessarily we have any like Hall of Fame all stars having career years either. And but that's okay. Yeah, and I, I like that maybe that 2000 2001 comparison too, mm-hmm. where you have this core that's coming up through, and that's mostly just because I don't remember the 1985 yeah, team. Know, when I was looking it up, yeah. it was like a. 77 and 85 win team, (laughs) something like that. But I mean, that's Herbeck, that's Bernanski, that's those guys. Whereas this guy, and keep in mind that Kepler, Polanco are locked in. Um, Buxton, Snow are still perceivably a part of this team's future going forward. Mm -hmm. And then Rosario, you'd love to get a part of that. Uh, And they're. It's kind of that there's there's a core and then yep. the guys on top of that that we've brought in have yeah. been producing. Yeah. And like you said, there's this is not a lineup that you're just like, well, we can cruise for the next six hitters. Because mm-hmm. all of a sudden, when it turns over, you have to deal with before it turns over the greatest hitting catcher of all time in Jason Castro, yeah. as well as right behind him, the fastest man alive in the league leader in extra in doubles. doubles. Right there. It's not, some power popping up too. Yeah. Slam. Uh, it, it, that that offense, it's again, it, it's it's the league leader in runs scored, I believe. Mm-hmm. And just to just to maybe move up that mark, Woody is to say, we said Twins all time record was two hundred twenty five home runs. Yeah. So let's take a look at most home runs by a team in one season. Okay. And maybe move that metric up to the two thousand eighteen New York Yankees. How many do you think they hit? Oh, man, what two fifty six? 267 home okay. runs for the 18 Yankees, 264 by the 1997 Seattle Mariners. Oh. 
which that's, that yeah. would be a great oh lineup. man just take a I, look at right there uh <laughs> rangers back in 2005 had 260 i mean oh. that's where the twins are projecting yeah it also happens to be where the 2019 seattle mariners are projecting as well as the brewers <laughs> it's like at this point in time yeah. in the season i think i saw something like this like the top the top two teams home runs are that last year's Yankees and the mm-hmm. Mariners from 97. And then it's like three teams from, from 2019. 2019. <laughs> Which all teams, too, where like, they have like one or two guys on the team. Like, that makes sense that uh, Nelson Cruz is hitting that. That makes sense that Yelich is hitting that uh, for Seattle. That makes sense that like uh, Mitch Haniger is hitting that. But then you're like, but how are the rest of these guys doing it? Which kind of leads me a little bit to maybe biggest concerns kind of going forward. Yeah. Of... <laughs> As, as all Minnesota sports fans know, at some point, the party's over. And traditionally for Minnesota fans, it's been over before we want it to be. So at what point, if it does happen, which, again, maybe I'm just drinking too much of the Kool-Aid right now. It doesn't really feel like it. Mm-hmm. But let, let's maybe pump the brakes on that a little bit and be historically relevant to this point of when do the wheels fall off and how does that look? Does does Castro keep up this year? Does the the, the the catching kind of like trio kind of hold its ground? Does Nelson Cruz ever kind of there's a lot of yeah. things where like a lot of yeah. there's still a lot of ifs. I think the ifs are pretty small compared to recent years, but um a couple things to kind of worry about with like Kepler and Rosario in terms of two guys that we thought were gonna maybe be maybe more kind of out in front in terms of leading mm-hmm. this team offensively yep. are kind of average wise at least. Yeah. Kind of in the in the bottom half. But. So, as we're down 3 nothing to the Angels, yeah, forgive me, yeah. I, I did not see that Trout indeed hit a home <laughs> run to, to, to in the first inning off of Pineda. It was due. It was due. Uh, so, where, you're wondering, where's, where's that regression happen? Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, like, how do you respond? Yeah. Right? So, the concern, I think, out of that is... Let's 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 just cut to the chase and say regression's going to happen, injuries are going to happen. Mm-hmm. It's more of a question of how are you going to respond. Sure. So, with the latest round of injuries, we've said like Castro, Asadio, get out there. Um, you guys got to pick up the slack while Garver's down. Like that's in place. We got we we'll find a way to manage that, and you know, hopefully in that specific scenario. Mm-hmm. Now missing Cruz is is a big blow, but. Hey, look who's back at third base. True. Next guy up, kind of thing. True. Um, Marwin is still there as this kind of catch-all to to handle some of these injury yep. problems. I mean, it's solving problems that you don't know you're going to have. It's like here's Marwin Gonzalez. Here's Williams Astatio. <laughs> Both guys apparently can play every single position on a baseball field. Uh, now, again, when they come back down to earth, there's there's just a lot of a lot of the guys in this lineup. My rebuttal is they've proven that they can produce. So you say, like, okay, Kepler continues to kind of scuffle up there. Mm-hmm. Like, let's, okay, who else is going to come out and maybe pick up that slack? Sure. So there's a lot more guys to pick up that slack rather than saying, like, oh, crap, we've got Lou Ford's not hitting the ball, so <laughs> Matt Tolbert, you're hey, up. Let's do this. <laughs> Which I did catch the 2009 uh, wild card game. Yep. And Matt Tolbert, huge, huge hit. I was, I was pumped. <laughs> It might have inspired the uh, recent purchase of the Matt Tolbert rookie. As we're looking at a beautiful, beautiful it's Matt Tolbert refractor. Oh, it's yeah. great! It's a great card. Might be my favorite card. So that that that's just I, I guess uh, I agree with you completely. But mm-hmm. it's and it's going to be a good test to to watch this club and be like, how do you respond to that adversity? Yeah. And what do we have? And that adversity can both be 
on the offensive side in terms of regressions, injuries, slumps, mm-hmm. but also on the pitching side. Let's sure. say like Pineda just continues to give up five, six runs in four innings. And you're just like, what are we going to do there? What's our next step? Because that one's a little maybe more concerning. Mm-hmm. Um, just jumping on the easy, kind of the easy one to kind of beat up on yeah. is who's behind Pineda? Like, True. Cole Stewart, <laughs> Stephen Consolvis, come on up. It's your chance here, guys. Like that that's that's maybe where we get into that. Hey, is there some people we can bring on board in June? Yeah. That might be able to pick up that slack. That's true. So I yeah. It's I'm glad you're here to to, to rewrite that shit back to now I'm feeling hundred hundred and sixteen, is that the record? Yeah, we're probably not on pace for hundred and sixteen wins. But if we're there, I'm not going to be 100% no. shocked. So, I, I, yeah. I, so uh, building off of that, it's my similar main concern is how do you handle kind of coming back down to earth? Mm-hmm. If, if statistically you have to, sure. but it, I mean, is that across the board? How do we handle kind of some, some rough games? Do we respond well? Can we hold off those big snides where you've lost five in a row and you're all yep. of a sudden finding yourself down six nothing to Kansas City? Uh Let's see how we handle that. So it's more of a kind of a mentality switch between from, I should say, you know, having to be like, well, what's going to happen? Womp, womp, to let's just see what happens. Like this mm-hmm. is this has been a great club so far. Yeah. And I'm excited to see if they can if they can fight their way out of any no, rough that's stretches. Fair. That's fair. And I think it's, again, you kind of look, we've already kind of shown um, – We've shown a little bit of kind of regression back to the norm in terms of batting statistics or hitting statistics. Pitching's still been really, really solid, but we're still on pace, like right now, for 107 wins. Yeah. So even if we don't hit 107, 102 is great. Like, I, we're still there. I think there's the regression should happen, right? If it doesn't, we're looking at maybe a greatest team of all time. Yep. And I'm not yep. necessarily going to label that on the 2019 Twins yet. Um, maybe talk to us here in. Uh, Six weeks or so, and, and we might be changing that that you know, tone a little bit. But yep. right now, hey, like if we can get over that hundred win mark, even, hell, if we can get into the high nineties, like this mm-hmm. is a huge success mm-hmm. of a season. Knowing that, hey, we've got a core that can do it, and yep. we just added the right pieces. Yep. And again, obviously, now looking way ahead, like World Series, whatever. But like now, we know, hey, we got the, we got the core. Now it's yeah. more about mixing and matching. Well, remember, on, on we the started this, this whole entire season's conversation out of like we got to figure out what was snow and bucks, mm-hmm. and those were like those big the big talking points yeah. all around. And not to mention, <laughs> I don't mean to be just giving undue credit to a, a front office that was like this is. I mean, I don't think they knew that this was how it was always going to shake down. This is kind of like so. they're probably very happy that it's it's ended up this way yeah. but they're the, they're the ones that brought this kind of like CJ Crone welcome aboard yep. swing hard yep. swing fast let's see what happens Nelson yes. Cruz welcome aboard Jonathan Scope welcome aboard I mean they, they've helped construct this yeah. so they, they have some kind of sense about where where the game's gone a little bit or they put they put together this this lineup uh, that's a positive yes. as well Yes, so, very much so. I would add to your concern about drop-off in production, a drop-off on the pitching side, and just, you know, what are we going to do if we really continue to scuffle four or five, if Berrios doesn't continue to be um, ace material or it takes a little bit of time, who's going to pick up that slack? If there's a re- return back to uh, turning 
back into what Martin Perez usually has been on a on a season to season basis. Yeah. You know what? How are we going to respond? Yep. Um, is it? Can we get some help? Or are we kind of like this is what we got? We're still rolling with it, and this torrid start carries us how far? So I, I'm I'm apprehensive about if 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 we do hit kind of some kind of glitch, what mm-hmm. what are we going to do to to solve that? True. No, that's fair. Um, any last concerns you got for this team? Uh, the 47? 47 game mark of the season? 47 game. We said pretty much quarter mark yeah. almost. Yeah, quarter, quarter, third. Whatever uh, sits between a quarter and a third. No, it's, 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 again, my own, my, my big takeaway is just, I'm, we're both getting texts from people we don't usually get correspondence <laughs> from that are very excited about this team, True. and that that's like one thing. Just be like, that's great. Let's can, let's keep it rolling. I like it. So, no, it's fair. Um, I got three names for you. Okay. Uh, it's gonna be kind of where where do you we'll go grading system? I think we've done one through five before. We'll go we'll go grading system. Gives you plus minuses. Gives you a little range. Um, guys that may or may not be available in July. Guys that scenarios are a little bit different in terms of how you're going to bring them in. But uh, first guy up, Minnesota guy. It's uh, from, from the area. The team might be looking to maybe you know move in a different direction come July based on things we've talked about before with injuries. But first player, help the bullpen out end of July, come around, Brad Hand. Where would you rank that in terms of what we have to give up? We would probably have to give up a top prospect. I don't think the top <clears> prospect. <throat> I don't think he's gonna. They're gonna get a Kirilov or a Royce Lewis from us for him. Yeah. But it might be a Gordon. It might be a Gonzalez plus something. A mm. um, little bit of steep price, but gives us a lefty closer, but probably realistic setup man going down the stretch. How do you feel about Brad Hand joining the team? I mean, <laughs> if without doing giving us any other. Uh, insight into your other <laughs> other two names sure. you yep. have listed yep. there uh, to to swoop in and steal division rivals their best arm of the bullpen like I would love it and if there's a price to pay it's kind of it's one of those if a window's open how 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 hard do you run to that window how mm-hmm. how much are you willing to push onto the table for that window now if the price is right if it's going to take some major piece from our farm system this is a farm system that was pretty much just an in, a shot in the arm last year yeah to to bolster it to add some depth there's some big names in there you said kirloff you said mm-hmm. lewis i think those two are untouchable like that's that's kind of like yep. those future yep. dudes i think grandall also is our 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 big name um pitching prospect i think is the other kind of untouchable at this point in time yep uh but pretty much other than that, if that window's open, what do you do? Because scope prone others are not going to be on this team going down the, the line. Yeah. You know, do you have you do you have pieces in place to replace those? Do you feel you can find some big hitting right hander to play at first? You you want to keep the major league team intact, but yeah, it's pretty much, hey, we're open for business here. And and from a spending standpoint, right, the twins roster is less expensive than last year. Right, payroll wise, I think are we, are we down because the Mauer uh, money, right? Yep, the yeah. Mauer money, and then I mean, you don't, you still have to pay Addison Reed. But <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I, if I remember correctly, that was another big like they didn't spend any money. Why didn't they spend right. any money on some additional bullpen help? So if Brad Hand is available, 
and they want to the one thing I think I always just I don't know it's just ingrained that it's kind of tough to do in division deals because you're like we'll give you Brad Hand for one half of us or for a half of a season and then maybe who knows what happens to him after that but I sure. don't think Cleveland would be too keen on bolstering the Twins for a long term uh, down the, if they still yeah. feel they're going to be competitive now what if Cleveland's also like our 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 window is closed. Minnesota's open. Does that allow for some opportunities within that? No, that's fair. I think uh, Han, so, it, it's interesting because I think he's a free agent this year coming up. So it might be a, hey, we could get him for this. And that's kind of the, the uniqueness of the scenario. I think there's always that one of us mentality, too, of mm-hmm. like Minnesotans loving other Minnesotans that are professionals. And you could get him in lefty, which is big, you know, kind of, I don't know if I call him a true power arm, but. Uh, it, it's he's, interesting. He's under contract for until twenty twenty one. Okay, so okay, so it's he's still, costing seven million. Okay, so he did resign. Okay, I was wondering. Yeah. I forgot if he did. Seven million this year, seven million next year. Then he has a, a team ten million dollar option twenty twenty one. Which to be fair, I think we gave eight million to Aston Reed. So get north of eight million God for Aston Reed. It. <laughs> uh, it. Who also wanted? To, it sounded like to relocate here and to play here specifically because his partner is from the area. So what well, could have been in what you know yeah. he was Mister Durability for so long. Bullpen arms are bullpen arms, yep. and you know we're also playing with Polad's cash. So I mean, yeah. it's not. I mean, so they have to eat eight million dollars to pay for somebody <laughs> that could. You know, if yeah. Addison Yo, Reed yeah. is healthy and effective, then we're like Addison Reed's the freaking best. I love him just as much as Taylor Rogers. Very true. Unfortunately, it didn't shake out that way. But hey, you got to give yourself a chance to to be there. So I, you said, give it a score on how interested. How interested would you be if that was if, if we were to get Brad Hand? I, very, very. I, I just I have no idea to gauge. Yes, the, fair. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Okay. So maybe we'll we're... hold off on grades until we get, we get all the names. Okay. Through. Yeah. Is that fair? Okay. We'll do that. Okay. I'll give you I'll give you an option. Okay. You can either you have two offers on the board. You either have a starter, not top of the line. But like a solid starter who has World Series experience, recent World Series experience, or reliever with a contract that's less than favorable, that's a little bit older. For 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 just the end for, for the rest of the season. For has two years on his deal. Two this years year on and his next deal. year. Team option for a third year. Uh, give me the what, starter. You want the starter? Give me the starter. Okay, we're going Alex Wood. Okay. Gets traded in. I don't know if I call it a blockbuster. Basically a cash dump from the Dodgers, and it was kind of in a scenario where he was, you know, kind of kind of a casualty, if anything. I think it was Puig, Alex Wood, was it Matt Kemp in the third part of that trade? For Homer Bailey, who they then just, like, waived, I believe. Now, Wood hasn't pitched this year, though. I know, that's kind of what I was trying to find real quick here on the... He's on a 10-day or IL for yep. lower backs... Suffered a setback in his recovery, likely out until the All-Star break. So he's a guy that is not going to cost you a lot to trade for, I don't think. I think it's, again, one of those scenarios where eh, it's a little riskier. We don't really know what he's done this year. But in just kind of looking at his over the last couple years here uh, with the Dodgers. Um, Great season in 2017. Yeah, 17 has a 16-3, 2.72 ERA, 1.06 whip. Last year, uh, 9-7, 1.21 whip, 3.68 ERA. Still through 150 innings. Yep. It, it, you know, started with the Braves for a while. was kind of, I don't know if he was like the next big thing for them, but was was going to be part of that going forward, and then they make that, I think that was the Matt Kemp trade, right? 
We'll scroll in here and see what, yeah. what that um, was involved with. But guy like him, yep. where, you know, it's, this feels more like a twins trade. Uh, I When, you know, three, four years ago, I thought this was Mike Leak here, right? Kind of a guy that, you know, mid to late 20s, maybe early 30s, has been there before. Not a one or a two. You're okay at three, but kind of like in that three range, four range. Um, you know, he would kind of, you know, compete with, with Gibson a little bit and give you some Martin Perez insurance if Perez all of a sudden is seven and five come five weeks from now. Uh, thoughts on Alex Wood? I, injuries, injury, sure. injury yep. is kind of just the one thing. And, you know, if he's ready to go by the All-Star break, and it's definitely the right team to throw out mm-hmm. there in terms of Cincinnati, like, what are you doing? How's that? How's that experiment with Puig? <laughs> Puig <laughs> as your team uh, driving that. And you're correct. It was, it was Kemp Puig uh, for traded with Kyle Farmer. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think that's more in line with kind of the conversation. It would be much more feasible in that yeah. regard. Bringing in somebody like that—that's a free agent the following year. Little chunk of change right there. Mm-hmm. See what happens. I'm sure the Reds would be a more interested trading partner. Just They're, from a just from a sound like sell, you know seller dwellers this year. First 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 blush. Yeah. Um, and I think just bringing in another arm, it's not it's not it's not the sexiest of mm-hmm. deals whatsoever. But if it is somebody that can provide another degree of, hey, here's here's an arm, mm-hmm. somebody that's got some ability, I, I'm interested. I, I clearly yeah. I'd be a little bit more yeah. fired up if we we're bringing in a power top. 10 reliever especially from a division rival yeah, no but, for sure Take, yeah, yeah. Uh, I think it's more to the question of when I think of it because I'm trying to think of what it, it's tough because nobody's talking trades right now everyone's still kind of figuring out it's more Do you, would you rather have that spot go to a let's call up and just make a permanent starter out of uh, Cole Stewart yep. let's get Gonzalez in there um, let's let's get one of these starters yeah, you know, yeah, it, okay. would you, would you like rather that. go that like, route or would you rather bring okay. a guy in here who, hey, he's not going to block them next year, but he's been there before. Obviously, the injury concerns. Are we? Would we rather okay. go that route? It's kind okay. of the balance of the two. I'm not sure where I sit on it, personally. I because the other thing to consider with this is roster impl- implement implications. Mm-hmm. Do you, is it like do you swap Alex Wood for uh, an Andrew Vasquez? Do you swap him for? Alberto Mejia, <laughs> I mean, Cole Stewart. Do you just be like, you know what? There might be more upside for Cole Stewart, but we want Bird in the hand mm-hmm. where they're in comparison to Bird yep. in the bush. And I, I don't know because Stewart is in two starts so far. He's thrown 12 innings, has been somewhat serviceable. And if we're going back to we need guys that are going to keep us in ball games. do you feel you have that already? So I guess that would be yeah. the one thing where maybe Alex would swap for, you know, and I, I like the way you framed it with, are you asking for Cole Stewart or Alex Wood? Yeah. You know, who would you rather have? I'd rather probably have the guy that has a track record of being a pretty dominant starting pitcher with a lot of great results. Yeah. But and I also... In the last two World Series? What's the cost? Yeah, yeah. So that, that's, that's where fair. I'd put that one at. Um that's fair. Okay. And maybe if, if that's the case, then you're kind of like, wait, who was the uh, bullpen arm we're talking about here? <laughs> the bullpen arm that you passed on in that scenario was uh, none other than former Cleveland Indian, Andrew Miller. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah. I, I was I was wondering if we were yeah. going to dip back into that 
into that. And how is the Andrew Miller experience going right now? Well, the Cardinals themselves are not doing the greatest. Um, he, yeah, I don't know, what, I don't know what his stats look like, but he's up there. You have two full years and a third year that looks like it's a vesting option. He has a full no trade, so who knows if he even wants to come here? He would pro- I'm just assuming that we have former guy, you know, former front office guys that know him, yeah. and we yeah. could make a call and be like, "Listen, we want you to do this What's on a up, team Andrew? that's going to Yeah, it's your guy. <laughs> yep, you're already getting paid. Like, we're probably gonna pick. Like, maybe we just we confirm we pick up the third op- your option, and that's how we get the trade to go through. Man, I don't know. But- look at look at Andrew Miller's like strikeout per nine, mm-hmm. like. Look at those numbers in mid two thousands to late two thousands. Oh yeah, he's striking out fifteen batters per nine. <laughs> the guy was next to unhittable uh, for a big stretch. Now he's he's thirty five, oh, yep, 34, 34, 35, 34 yeah. going on thirty five. Yep. So that one might be a little bit more of like, you oh, know, yeah. It. it, it I think. But the again, there's experience, you know, and then yeah. there's, hey. Blake Parker, we're not asking you to go out and just mow people down here. Mm-hmm. You got some good stuff. Yeah. Hey, Miller, just come out here and you know give us a give us that dependable arm mm-hmm. that we know what we're getting. Yeah. I, I, I think it's still go wood in that specifically, <laughs> just because of the age, and yeah. the, the upside, the yeah, balance yeah. of it. No, for and sure. And again, who who's who's an aging, less effective Andrew Miller replacing? And who would he be better than? Mm-hmm. And I think there's there's three options that he might be better than <laughs> in this current bullpen. Sure. So how do you, what's that, how are we upgrading? The Miller thing is interesting because you get a guy that relievers we've shown can pitch into their late 30s and still be really effective and still be guys that can, sh- I mean, Grant, I'm not saying that R- Miller is in the same conversation as a guy like Mariano Rivera, but yeah. Rivera last season and Rivera eight seasons before that, pretty much the same guy. Now he reinvented, recreated a little bit, but was just as effective um, in terms of still closing out games for the Yankees. Yeah. But with Miller, it, it it to me is just another guy, kind of like the, the Alex Woods situation where guy who's been there before, guy that's proven he can do it. Grant, I don't think he was ever on a winning team. Uh, Boston, technically, uh, when they won the World Series in 13, I think. was So he has won a World Series. Um, but yeah, again, this kind of situation where I really like our bullpen as it is right now. Just haven't been there before. And wait, can we get a guy that has mm-hmm. and, and that we trust? And, yeah, the the stats may, might, you know, he's getting a little older. And, and I'd feel a lot better about the Twins bullpen if Hildenberger can take some time, get right, come mm-hmm. back, whether he was worked hard and long and is suffering as a result. Now, like, does he need a little bit of time? Yep. He was great. He's been great. He's Molitor seemed to work him in every single opportunity like how many innings did trevor hildenberger throw in 2017 2018 like, i feel like every single game he was out there um miller looks like he had world series appearance in 2016 with the with cleveland yeah was, was in, in there was, yep. wasn't in uh, was with baltimore in 14 in their run in the playoffs but then new york cleveland so miller's definitely got that a lot of experience and i was just also thinking and maybe to set us up for next time which i don't think we've ever done before and i don't know when we'll get a chance to but maybe taking another deep dive and taking a look at blue jays orioles white Sox, tigers royals these teams that pretty much that kind of talk is who are you who's possibly going to catch the yankees Mm -hmm. rays maybe the red Sox. so which means there's two irrelevant teams right there yeah Uh, who's going to catch the twins in the 
Cleveland Ball Club, White Sox, Tigers, Royals, you going to do that? No. Are, are, you, are there some more intriguing pieces within that? And then athletics, you're trying to chase down either the Cleveland Ball Club at this point in time or Boston or Tampa Bay for a very <laughs> tough, elusive final wild card spot. So athletics, Rangers, Angels. Angels have the most strikeouts per yep. bullpen in the league. Mariners, what do we got for pieces in that that would be possible fit? So I'd like to put that as a challenge for us to kind of think about what we now we we have no idea what the front office for the Twins is willing to say what's available. Maybe just as two dudes sit in a basement, we can <laughs> yeah, come up with exactly. a list hey, of you know. you know we trade Alex Kirilov for Brad Hand <laughs> as well as Francisco Lindor. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Cleveland interested? <laughs> there's there's a there's a clear difference between sitting in basement recording podcasts versus actually on the phones in <laughs> at Target Field and trying to figure out the value of Alex Kirilov in, in comparison. But but, but hey. here we are. Let's keep Kirilov safe and sound. Yeah yeah yeah. yeah. We're, we're, we want we want those rookie cars to steal. Yeah, I was just gonna say let's track cars. down. Those, For sure. uh, we'll, we'll call up our guy, but Not so fair. that that's where that's where I'd like to put us. Unless yeah. you had, did you have another name you wanted? Last to Last one. There? We'll end it here. I'll give you stud pitcher, who we've talked about on this podcast many times before. Mm-hmm. Or know who it is exactly? Yeah, which yep. yeah, it's fine. We can we can talk the sound, or maybe and I think you're going to lean this way too. Uh, an all star caliber silver slugger bat that plays a position that hasn't really been tied down yet. But it's a tough pill to swallow. Who's the bat? Because I know who the I know who the, know arm the, yeah, is. the arm is. And I'm intrigued by the arm. I said I'm go bat. Very Let's intrigued. go bat. I think Let's go bat. I think this is a good place to end. And it's going to cost you Kirillov and or Royce Lewis. It's for sure one. Yeah. Probably Gonzalez. Probably. Uh, is it Felix Jorge? I think we already traded him though. I think he was in the trade for Ordorizzi. I think. Yeah, anyways, that was a, that was a card I couldn't think of earlier. That's the reason came to my head. So yeah, probably Gonzalez, probably Kirillov or Royce Lewis. We still have we oh, still yeah. have Felix. Okay, cool. Um, and then maybe like one other lower level prospect, and maybe a guy on the roster now that is younger can maybe do some damage. I don't know who that is though. Um, to a struggling team that shouldn't be struggling, but they are. I mean, they shouldn't be struggling as bad. One, in a contract year, making $18 million this year, free agent next year, has third base, second base flexibility. One, Anthony Rendon. Mm. Mm. In, a, in a a Nationals team that pretty much like things have kind of... Yeah. There's alarm bells ringing oh, yeah. throughout that. And oh, Rendon's yeah. been great. He, he was, he was really stat line. great. He's batting three forty two this year. Yep. He's played 33 games. Yep. Uh, 141 point appearances, 120 at-bats. Uh, he has 17 doubles, which leads the National League, I'm assuming. Mm-hmm. Um, nine homers. Does not have a triple. Yeah, that's fine. Bucks 27 RBI. Nine, yeah. So that might be the league lead. <laughs> um, and I think he has been hurt this year, but I think it was kind of a minor thing. He bounced thing. back. He's, yep. And this is in a club that's 19-28 and 28 already, which yes. was thought to be the heir apparent to challenging with the NL East. I've lost multiple parlay bets on this team. Yes. Uh, give me Rendon. Yes. I, I... <laughs> 1.14. One OPS this year, and maybe just say like, "Hey, we'll swap you third baseman." And our third baseman named Miguel Sano has got two home runs and five games here. That's what seven, yeah. eight, nine strikeouts. <laughs> but here you go, yeah, have a little fun runs. with that. Rendon, welcome aboard. That might that might be the guy. It might so, be a Sano. Let's call it. Uh, let's call it Royce Lewis. 
because we signed Polanco, we have Buxton, right? Just for the fact. How just old is Rendon? Rendon is twenty nine. Okay. Okay. I know, right? Okay. This is, I know. Okay. No, it's it's contract your trades. <laughs> it's contract it's contract your trades, and those are tough. But if we trade for him, we get the tender on him. So when he does inevitably leave for like the Yankees or something, we we get a first round pick. <laughs> if you're putting that up against Bumgarner. Because Bumgarner's going to cost you something in return. Probably the for same like, trade. For the Rel- same relatively. trade, and in that in that scenario, give me a rundown. Yeah, I I think so. I, I like Madison's more of. I think he's the name that's floating out there right now. That's kind of like, if you're the front office, do you really want to end up giving up something big for Madison? How I think it's the question I always ask, like the Chicago White Sox, right? What is the true price slash value slash cost of a World Series ring? They waited in 05. They were kind of relevant three years later. And then since then, have they been anything like exciting? It's coming up on 15 years now. How long does a World Series buy you? The Twins, 91. Like, we got to <laughs> 2000. Or we got to, hell, two, nine years later. And we were ready to get rid of the team. Yeah. Right? Just, you know I, mean? yeah. I was like, we didn't even get to 15 years. Yep. So... In kind of a last kind of twist, and this is maybe where we'll leave off here and save the uh, top ten rankings of Twins jerseys we would buy. Not, <laughs> not named Rendon or Bumgarner when they get traded here. Uh, do we just go all in and trade for both? Just deplete yep. the farm yep. system. Yep. Let's get Bumgarner yep. here. Let's yep. get Rendon I think that, here. That's the more interesting conversation. And to just be like, and that gets us back to it. that window's open. You're going to dive for it. You're going to just throw yourself at it as an organization. Do you feel you're in that place? And that's where I feel the organization has kind of hedged their bets in. Like, yeah, yeah we still <laughs> need to know what Bucks and Snow are going to do, even even though you have this kind of like... But you have these other guys, yeah. and you have this opening. Yeah, you got to get through the Yankees. Yes, you have to get through Houston, but you're going to have to get through two, three good teams every single year. Yes. Let's let's roll the dice here. Exactly. How many, I, t- how many times do these opportunities come around? Exactly, yeah. Why... why why fucking squander them <laughs> like we did? Being like, Guardy, we'll be there next year, yep. but you're never going to. I would much rather hit the face ball the Yankees. better than yes. any other team yeah. in Twins history. Oh, man. we It's right place, right time. Not only that, and then there's guys out there we can go get. Yeah. Does it cost you something? Yes. Are you paying probably $1.20 on the dollar to get them? Yes. But I would rather much or much rather face the Yankees or the Red Sox or. The, the Houston Astros in October when we throw Madison Bumgarner, Jose Barrios, and Jake Odorizzi out there with Anthony Rendon batting third than I would with saying, you know what, though? Like, we have Royce Lewis and Alex Carrillo off in a couple years that might get us maybe maybe back to the same spot. Yeah. Like, we've never, again, it comes back to that idea, we've never seen a Minnesota team really just go for it. Yeah. And for the first time in a really long time, we're in a position, not only is our team playing well, we have the pieces and the ability to go get a couple yeah. of those guys that turn this team from a nice 95-96 win team ah, man. to yeah. 104 yep. and a favorite to, to be it. in it. I love it. it. It's This is where you're sitting here yeah. and you're like, it's good to be the guys yeah. in the basement oh, and man, not the guys with yeah. the phone in. Not my, my potentially screwing over this team and all of a sudden our attendance is back down to 6,000 people. <laughs> well, that 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 is our, uh, I believe, seventh podcast it is it's it's the quarter season mark we're uh we're scuffling against <laughs> the angels right now damn you Pineda. uh but in this basement in this particular corner of this particular city hope still is riding high i like it i like it with that we'll uh 
Probably around, I don't know, like All-Star break? All-Star break is pretty good. <laughs> we'll, we'll check back in maybe halfway through, see where we're at. Hopefully still riding, riding yeah, this yeah. this wave uh, wave of emotion yeah. real well, sky high. But uh, for Dave, uh, I, I'm Woody. This has been the Fly Over Territory, pod, Fly Over Territory Podcast, Episode 7. <laughs>